Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. How are my peeps doing? How are my peeps doing? Welcome aboard E2247. Welcome aboard. Eric Hayes said, hi, all. And, of course, we are here con Michael Rudnan, who said, whoops, wrong link. Paul Fleming says, ATL checking in. Welcome aboard, Paul. How are you doing today, my brother? Yvette Avery Herod, afternoon, PDR Posse, she says. And Deb Denny says, hello, where are all the rest of my peeps? Come on, let me have it. Robert LP, uh, Robert P. Davenport is here with us, too. Welcome aboard, Robert. Friday, greetings to all progressives, he says. Hey, we are going to have a good time today. We have some great videos for you, ready to go, ready to fly, ready to go, ready to fly. Let's see what else we got here. All right, Michael Rudnan has his first speech. Michael Rudnan on a Friday with one, one piece of news. Michael Rudnan, you're slipping, my brother. Michael says, Russia seizes Ukraine nuclear power plant as forces lay siege to cities. The attack on Zaporizhia, I don't know how to say that correctly, nuclear power plant, brought the conflict to a perilous moment. As shells hit the area, a blaze broke out in a training building triggering a spasms of alarm around the world before the fire was extinguished. An official said the facility was safe. The U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, Linda Thomas-Greenfield, said the world has narrowly averted a nuclear catastrophe. The Russian military knew where the nuclear power plants are, the risks involved in doing any sort of action nearby, and decided to shell one. What? WTAF are they doing? They don't care. These people have little effects or care for humanity. Alistair Waters says, present and ready to go. Grow, go, ready to go. I hear you, Alistair. We're all ready to go as well. We are ready to go as well. Folks, don't forget, tomorrow is what? Tomorrow is Ask Egberto Anything. Our Zoom is going to be on tomorrow. And I am looking for our link because I'd like you guys to sign up. Those of you that are just coming on now, please go sign up. It is free. Just have a Zoom with Egberto where you can say as you please. You can talk as you please. You can say what you want. You can tell me, I don't like what you're doing, Egberto, or I like what you're doing, or whatever you want to do because remember, it's your show. So please, please, let me go ahead and do a copy here and get the right keyboard to the right place and maybe it'll work this time V, there you go there is the link ask Egberto anything click on that link and sign up for the zoom and tomorrow check us out at 11 central 12 eastern time tomorrow morning we're going to get up go for a walk with my baby then we're going to go get a little something and we're going to be ready to have a talk with you guys i want you guys to show up so sign up as soon as you can. Ask Egberto anything. You'll be on a Zoom. You can tell me whatever you want. You can hide your face if you want, or you can show your face if you want. I prefer you show your face. I like to watch all my beautiful peeps all of the time. So please sign up, sign up, sign up, sign up. Robert P. Davenport says, can we have an Ashley update, please? Ashley is doing fine, slowly recovering. Her left side is getting stronger. Every day, we go and we do three flights of stairs where she's goes up three flights, go down three flights. Every day we do that. Every day we do electrical stimulus on her left hand to try to start getting that wrist, uh, wrist moving. 
So we do that every day. She also has some exercises she's supposed to do with her legs. She's been slipping lately. I don't see her using those bands as often as she should, but she, you know, we'll be con concentrating on getting her left side stronger uh, yeah, again. But the, the, the important thing, when she goes to therapy, which she does her therapy uh, two or three times a week, uh, they really work her hard so hard that when she comes to the car, she's a zombie. I'm so tired, whatever the case is. She's building back up. So, yeah, thank you for asking Robert P. Davenport. Deb Dennis says, Russian TV is portraying the invasion as a humanitarian cause and interviews with people on the street show they believe it. And that is an interesting thing. Donald Trump as affiliation with Putin. Putin used Donald Trump as the perfect example of a test. Donald Trump was a perfect example of Putin's test that you can convince a large percentage of the population by hitting them up on the internet, by hitting them up on the news channels that are willing to provide your misinformation. And for a very long time, the American media, the American mainstream media, and I'm not talking about Fox News, I'm talking about ABC, CBS, NBC, MSNBC, they all gave Trump plausibility. The things that Trump did that were off the wheel, they made it seem like it wasn't. They gave him, they made Trump seem normal. And Vladimir Putin and his crew with, the, with a lot of everything else, they allowed it to happen. And in doing so, they have changed politics forever. So what you're saying there, Deb Denny, that in Russia, a lot of people believe it's a mercy mission. Let them believe that. But the dead body bags are coming home to roost, right? And eventually, a lot of that information is going to slip right back in. So let, and you know what? You can be a part of that solution as well. You have to, you have to through all avenues of communication, let that message slip in there. They've shut down Facebook. In, it's amazing. Uh, the Russians used Facebook to convince Americans that Donald Trump was plausible, good, etc. And now they're shutting down Facebook because, oh my God, the American people may get to Facebook and do things to them and let them know what's true. They lied to us. We we're telling them the truth, right? Anyhow, Deb Dennis says Trump has yet to post anything on Truth Social. Huh. I wonder why. I wonder why. I, so you joined up Truth Central? Maybe I should try it myself. Lie strategy. If it's repeated enough, people start to believe it, says Rose Williams. And she's absolutely right about that. Rose says, hi, everyone. Uh, let's see what else I got here. Eric says, does this sound familiar? Say the Afghanistan debacle coming from the mouth of a mother parliament member and wife of a soldier in Ukraine saying, had we gotten help sooner, meaning sanctions and weapons, there would probably have been less invasion and bloodshed. So are you admitting, Eric Hayes, that when Trump held back the millions of dollars of help to Ukraine, which, again, affected what the Russians were able... Remember, this war didn't start just a year ago. This year has been going on since 2014, Right? And, uh, and, and we were giving them help, and Donald Trump held back the help for Ukraine, trying to get them to create a lie about Biden. So I guess you are admitting, Mr. Hayes, that the genesis of this problem was the previous administration. Thank you for seeing the light. And here's what he says. Here's what the world should do. Isolate this dictator as Microsoft suspend new sales in Russia Friday with President Brad Smith's calling the country's action unjustifiable 
unprovoked and unlawful, we should have done that a long time ago. We should have done that during the, the, the president's day, the former president's days, right? We didn't. Michael Rudnick says, Eric Hayes, thanks for that Forbes link. 20 major U.S. companies have already cut ties with Russia. The growing list of companies continue. Robert Devonport says, mainstream media in this country is propaganda also. The people here were and have been fooled just like the Russian population. Exactamundo, Robert. That's why when your channel gets active, and I think you said you were going to be carrying politics and right as well. That's great. We need to open as many different avenues possible. And we need to do it quickly. We can't be sitting down and waiting. That's why I've, I've been promoting politics and right all over Pacifica Network, etc., to make sure that we get the truth out there. Deb Dennis says, no, I don't belong to these sites. TYT reported it today. I thought it was funny. Thank you so kindly for following it. I love TYT as well. Eric Hayes says, Egberto, no, get, get, uh, got their weapons. And no, the Russia was on their border for months and Biden did. No, it's been four years. They've been, well, again, you can't listen to right wing for history. Come to Politics and Right or other places, I suggest. Eric, and stop trying to create justification for the ills of your side. It, it's unbecoming. Tommy Manning says, can we demand that Biden administration with our president Zelensky denounce racism in order to continue receiving American aid. Hey, Tommy, I have a piece that I have to put up from you. I've just been too busy to go over the information. But Tommy has a great piece on voting. How can we be so strong towards uh, Ukraine when we're not strong enough towards our own, which is an absolute fact that Tommy uh, Manning was talking about. And let's get deeper to what to Tommy just said. I just did a clip from MSNBC. I, I, I wanted to get it ready for today. I just couldn't because I just got these other clips ready. But he is correct. I think here, here Ukraine is asking us to create a no-fly zone. Here Ukraine is asking us to do all these things to protect these good people. But at the same time, we have reporters saying, how can these bad things be happening to these people? They look just like the rest of the suburban Texas or suburban America. They look like good people. What did that really mean? But those people from from, from uh, Tanzania or Mauritania or all these places. Oh, they're not like us, though. They're not like us. They're not like us. And now we have Nigerians trying to leave Ukraine. And, oh, Ukraine is holding guns on them as well. Huh? And you want America to defend you? And you want America to send in the blood of the American soldier to help? Yeah, Manning, you're absolutely right, sir. Ukraine, uh, Zelensky needs to make a statement and tell his compatriots they better lose their uh lose their prejudice rather quickly if they're asking for help lee grant welcome aboard hi Egberto. you sure seem to know a lot about propaganda no 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 everything that comes out of these mouth this mouth here these mouths i think i only have one is not propaganda it's identifiable verifiable proof you can always look for it. You can fact check everything that I say. You come across and tell me something that I've said that's incorrect. If you prove me wrong, I'll be first to come and say, Brother Lee Grant, I am so sorry. I made a mistake. I usually fact check all the things that I talk about, however. All right, let's go ahead and play the first video. Today, first of all, was a great day. And I want you guys to remember to promote this. Because I, I saw a poll and I wanted to get it on the video, but I didn't get it in time. That said, 51% of Americans believe we are in a recession. That is how effective the right-wing media is. And for those 
Democrats and progressives that think what they see on TV is the right-wing media giving the misinformation to the people of America, you have to grow up and understand how misinformation works. Let me play how great the economy is, and then I'll make a commentary about what we have to do about misinformation. Check this out, then we'll take it on the other side. The president, progressives, Democrats, they have a lot to be proud about with what the news jobs report says. It says that using good Keynesian economic policies, good progressive economic policies, brings success as it has so far with the economy. Let's play ahead uh, with the, let, let's let you hear about the jobs report and then we'll go ahead and take it on the other side. February jobs report released just moments ago. It is strong to say the least. It shows 678,000 jobs were added last month, 678,000. And the unemployment rate ticked down from 4% to 3.8%. Dom Chu, this is well over expectation. 90%, of the jobs lost over the last two years of the pandemic have returned. And not just that, Willie, to your point about the strength of this report, you mentioned the headline numbers and the unemployment rate as well. If you look at the revisions over the last two months, meaning December and January, they also increased the number by 92,000 jobs on top of the previous estimates. So not only is the headline number much better than expected, but the previous previous months have been revised higher. I will take you through some of the other numbers that are important here for a lot of the viewers and listeners out there, especially those paying attention to the economy. A lot of attention being paid to wages, average hourly earnings up about 5.1% over the same time last year. That was actually, yes, good, but not as high or a hot as, as some economists were expecting. I would also say this, the labor force participation rate, the number of people who are part of the job force, actually ticked to a post-pandemic high of 62.3%. To give you some context, in February, before the pandemic started, it was closer to around 63.3, 63.4%. So we're inching back towards what you might characterize as a normal workplace, a normal workforce. When it comes to the overall sectors, everybody basically added jobs, but it continues to be leisure and hospitality that continues to lead the way higher. They gained 179,000 jobs. Professional and business services added 95,000. Healthcare and construction were also strong. And I guess I would put a point on it with this, folks. This is an unbelievably good jobs report, but the real issue is I'm not sure how many people are going to pay attention to it because there is such intense focus on what's happening across the Atlantic in Ukraine and Russia. And of course, the Federal Reserve Chairman Jay Powell already told Congress that the expectation is the Fed will raise rates by 25 basis points in a couple weeks. So maybe a lot of this has already been told and foretold prior to this report even coming out, guys. If Ukraine was not invaded by Russia, what would things look like and what would the narrative be right now? We would probably be squarely focused much more so on the inflationary picture right now because it was already very tough, very bad before oil prices and food prices surged because of the invasion. But if you had these numbers to back it up, there was a case to be made that policymakers in Washington, the Federal Reserve, could have looked to maybe tap the brakes a little bit more on the economy without fear of any kind of a recession taking place. The issue now is with a war across the Atlantic, with one that could slow things down, not just from a European perspective, from a global perspective as well, because of higher oil prices and food prices, what does that do to the narrative? And that's where policymakers like Fed Chair Jay Powell have a very, very 
tough tightrope to walk here because they have to battle inflation, but they cannot do something that's going to shock the American economy or the world economy in a time where there is military action taking place between Russia and Ukraine. I want to point out something that is very important. Uh, This this narrative about inflation continues, and it is a narrative that's that's juxtaposed on many other issues. Let, Let me be clear. Inflation occurs when there are shortages or when you have price gouging or when you have monopolies that have pricing power. We don't have any real shortages to speak of. It's great that, uh, that unemployment is all the way down. It means people can spend. And as long as there, is, there are products out there for people to buy, they will spend. But let's, let's re- realize one thing. Before we were talking inflationary pressures, we always had corporations making great profits in this economy. They just want more profits, and the way you get more profits are either paying lower wages or increasing prices or doing both, and that is what they're doing. So let's, let's be clear here. Every time the economy takes off, every time we have more people employed, which is a good thing, the corporatocracy wants to suck that money back out of it in the form of higher prices. And, you know, in other words, take away all of your gains because, they're, because you're going to buy. It's there. You have the money. You buy it. That's called inflation if the prices are raised. Look, this is a great jobs report. Let's, let's look at it for what it is. But let's also educate the population to let them know, do not pay higher prices. Go ahead and, you know, if it comes that your hospitality prices are too high, stay home. Wait for them to come to you. For business when it comes to the essentials that is one of the reasons I have always spoken about having a bifurcated market things that are essential should not be controlled by a private greedy sector where uh, where they can gouge you where they can take away your well-gotten hard gains to enough to get their results for simply sitting down and having price and pressure great job support Let's keep it going, but let's make sure and keep the corporatocracy in check. We don't need the Fed to, 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 to force a recession for there to be control on prices. We, the people, can do it. And, you know, there's another thing that we have to learn to do. Why, why is it that 51% of the people think that we are in a recession, but 51% of the people won't tell you that they're doing worse. They're telling you they're doing more. More people are saying they're doing better, but they just think based on the information they're getting from Fox News, based on the information they're getting with, with all the news channels talking about inflation, 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 inflation. They don't tell you, but you're making more money, but you're making more money, so at least you're breaking even, but in reality, you're doing better. They don't tell you that, right? So they have this fear in you. They understand how your psyche works. You are not fearful for what you are now. You are fearful for the possibility of the future. And if they can make the future look difficult, if they can make the future look like difficult for you, then what happens is suddenly you are going to start thinking things are worse than it is. Democrats have to learn the game. They have to be promoting and saying, listen to me. If you elect, look, Rick Scott has an 11-point plan for you. Look at his 11 E's already. He's being honest with you. Mitch McConnell is telling Rick Scott to shut up. 
But Rick Scott is saying, I am going to raise the taxes of 50-something percent of you because you don't pay federal income tax. You pay all the other taxes. You're underpaid by, by the corporatocracy who then gets uh, money from the government. That's You are really paying taxes. You just don't know. It's just not recorded with the federal government. But when you are paying Exxon, when you are paying Walmart, when you are paying these guys, and then somebody has to go on welfare, you are paying taxes. Don't let anybody fool you with that. 47% crap. It's the way they bifurcate the way we pay taxes, the way they bifurcate things that gives the impression that somehow 47% of people are just moochers. You know how hard those 47% of people work? Do you know how much, it, how hard they get up in the mornings? They catch the bus, the taxi, the trains. They're working hard for so little. And that guy who takes a helicopter to his penthouse office believes he has earned something come on people could we stop being gullible could we stop having those who are bleeding hearts for those who are screwing you and just saying hey how much deeper do you want me to screw you could you please stop falling for the con the red states, uh, I can understand why a lot of people in the red states feel bad because the governors of those states have screwed them. They cannot get health care. Ca their, their hospitals are closing. The rural areas are closed because these governors don't care. They refuse the Affordable Care Act to the, to the, to the Medicaid expan Medicare expansion. So their, peop their people are dying. I know why they feel bad. They taught them that wearing a mask was wrong. So more of them are dying. Of course things look dire for them. Of course. And then we have people in the blue states where they look at, they look at somebody like, you guys have control. And you allow Manchin, which we don't have a choice, to really block, uh, block help for the rest of us. There are other issues as well, right? Oh, the economy is doing fine. We no longer need to give child tax credit or family leave. Really? Don't you need those kids to be protected so that, or, or, or taken care of so that we, the, 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 the slack in unemployment will be fixed? I, I hear Eric in the, in the thing says, wait a minute, how, you know, here's how they make it seem bad, right? Okay, so the unemployment rate has dropped to a low, 3.8%. And here we have a conservative in the room says, yeah, but 3.8%, but still you only have a 62% uh, utilization rate. Yeah, that's almost what it has been for the longest time, right? But here's the funny part about that. We can solve that by just allowing women into the workforce because a lot of women are staying home with the kids. Why are they staying home with the kids again? Oh, we can't afford care for the kids. It costs us more to get care for the kids than getting a job subsidize child care like sensible humane countries and more people would go into the workforce it's that simple but you know again the conservative mantra a mantra that kills a mantra that harms a mantra that performs poorly wouldn't allow it hi coop 333 welcome aboard lee grant says zombie economics from egberto no practical Provable economics by Egberto. Justin Booker, welcome aboard, says, just vote blue. I am with you. Carl Cox says, with the exception of a few politicians like AOC, Bernie Sanders, and Elizabeth Warren, politicians do the work of their puppet masters, mega rich, 
corporations, Neocon News Media lies away. Of course, Daniel Ledo says the mental gymnastic Egberto is performing here justify, to justify inflation is so absurd to call his sanity into question. Not really. Let's just do the numbers. If you have all the oil you can expect on the market, that you need on the market, why would the price of oil go up other than through speculation that you pay for? They don't pay for it. You pay for the speculation and you're happy. You're happy to say, kick me a little bit harder. You believe the crap they tell you about inflation. You hear that before, before they raised prices, these corporations were making record profits. Okay? After they raised prices, their record profits got even bigger. What makes you want to believe them when they tell you then that they raised prices because to keep a steady keel, they had to? It's a lie. And you choose to believe it? They love your gullibility. Okay, let's see. Egberto, uh, Michael says, Egberto, you want to know why half of Americans think we are in a recession? Please read this out. Republicans might be feeling worse than Democrats, but Democrats aren't feeling great either. Notes John Sides, a political scientist at Vanderbilt University. Indeed, Biden's presidential approval ratings are more tightly correlated with consumer confidence than Trump's Obama or Obama's, in part because of, of uh, Democrats' dissatisfaction with how things are going. That's exactly the reason why. The Delta and Omicron coronavirus waves, the sputtering of the Democrats' election reform and social infrastructure bills, and perhaps most of all, the false assurances that inflation would be temporary, all of those factors led Democrats and moderates to turn on Biden. There's no way for Biden and Democrats generally to offer a counter-narrative that's going to be as attractive as the bad news side told me. It's been very hard for Democrats to feel optimistic. Why should anyone feel optimistic to state the obvious? There's a war in Europe and a pandemic here at home. Democracy is fray and climate crisis continues unabated. The news, whether relayed by nonpartisan hard left or hard right, has been unremittingly negative of late. But we can point out the realities. We can point out the realities which are in fact, in fact, Republican politicians' policies are a clear and present danger not only to your personal economy but the country's economy. You can point out based on their words what these guys are going to do so to let Americans know the options that they have and to assume that they are smart, most of them that is, will do the job. My contention is we don't go at the core of our problems. We need to, right now what Republicans do is they create a boogeyman and they make progressives, liberals, and Democrats the boogeyman. It's time for us to make something that, that we can show them. We can say, you see how much Exxon made, but they still said they had to raise taxes on your, I mean, in your, the price of your gas. You see how much ADM made, but they still had to charge more for your eggs. They are thieves. They are thugs. They are thugs in ties. They are tits. Thugs in ties and suits. Okay? That's who they are. And we need to be repeating that over and over and over again. One of the reasons why... Uh, Facebook want, uh, got their fact checkers when people said inflation is caused by price gouging. They wanted that taken down because they didn't want that truth to get traction. That is the truth. If you have an ample supply of petroleum, if you have an ample supply of eggs, if you have an ample supply of milk, there is absolutely no reason for the price of these products to go up because there is no shortage. There aren't dollars competing for this product. 
you have the product at hand. You're just having a group of people decided we will transfer wealth because we have pricing power and we can. Now, when Joe Biden gave his speech and he says capitalism without competition is whatever that word he uses, but I call it extortion. Okay, competition, capitalism without competition is extortion. I agree with that. But what I'd also like to say is, comp is capitalism is extortion and what we must go to for us is free enterprise it is not difficult these things are not difficult we just have to enlighten ourselves folks if you are on right now please go ahead and click that thumbs up on youtube on facebook please remember to like like us on facebook and on, on Twitch and all these other places, please remember to share these links. If you are also on link, on, on, on uh, YouTube, please remember to go ahead and click that join button. We need your support. We need your support as soon as possible. Robert D. Badvinport says, so most people are not hit by worst effect of inflation, just an easily observational fact. Of course. Of course. Robert Davenport says, I did not buy a new car this year. The biggest driver of inflation. Most people did not buy a car. So most have not been hit by inflation's biggest factor. Exactly. Tom C. says, Biden got NATO countries to threaten sanctions and build up defensive troops on their borders when Russia invaded Ukraine. U.S. coalition activated harsh sanctions. Putin, what were more could Biden do? Look, he's, I mean, okay, you want to know what more can Biden do? Let me show you somebody who has fallen in love with Biden, a very good conservative dude. Check this out. Love affair between Bill Crystal and Joe Biden seems to have continued. Let's listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side. There was this focus group where swing voters, Trump-Biden voters, they seem to buy the idea that Putin wouldn't have done this if Trump were president. How does the, the Democratic Party answer for that? I don't buy that. I, I, I don't think that that matches logic, but voters do. That's a perception issue. Well, one of the eerie things about this is just picture in America where Donald Trump is our president right now. I mean, that is scary. And what Democrats have to do is they have to ensure and go out there and run ads against Republicans that are not standing up against Trump and at the same time say we're protecting American interests. Look at the leadership that Joe Biden brought. Joe Biden was brought um, into office and elected into office because people wanted some normalcy. People wanted a leader. People wanted someone who wasn't going to alienate our allies. And that's what they're seeing from Joe Biden. And it's a stark contrast from where Trump was and even where Trump has been in the last few days, right? But you you do have a Republican Party that is loyal to Trump, especially those who are in primaries right now. And Democrats should use that against the Republican Party. Bill, I think a lot of people kept wondering, when is when are Republicans going to take their off ramp? They've had a few Trump off ramps, right? I got to think Mitch McConnell is, is I've always thought Mitch McConnell will never admit it, but he will second guess that vote decision he made in the second impeachment, probably uh, uh, in perpetuity. But nobody wants to take this off-ramp. The, the most obvious off-ramp right now from Trump is what he's been doing with Putin, and they're not taking it. Why? Well, you know why? Because they think they're going to win the House, and they have a good chance to win in the Senate. They have paid no price for not taking all those off-ramps that you and I and most a lot of my friends think they should have taken for the sake of the country. And until they're made to pay a price, or maybe they will, Democrats, if I could say, I love the Democrats these days, but they could do a little better job of kind of organizing, not, not having dissident Democratic members of Congress off for their own state of the yeah. union. It really isn't. I mean, you know, you mentioned the focus groups, but there's a new NPR poll that has Biden 
up a few points. I and that cannot be due to the that cannot be due to the State of the Union. Yeah. I think there's still a rally to the flag effect. Rally and Biden yeah. has shown good leadership. I have tiny criticisms of a few things, but yeah. good leadership throughout this crisis, and that's why we elect presidents for crises like these. And that's why we elect presidents with leadership capabilities for exactly times like these. Now, the question is, suppose something like this had happened under Donald Trump. Donald Trump would simply put his tail between his legs and say, okay, Putin, I'll hold back NATO. I will hold back any help for Ukrainians, all that good stuff. But it's, it's a lot deeper than that. What Joe Biden has done in uniting the West against Putin has been all has to be considered extraordinary after the damage that Donald Trump had done to the system. Now you don't have to be you don't have to believe in NATO. You don't have to believe in any of these things to understand that for for what a United States what's expected of a United States president, a good one, Biden has pushed all the right buttons. Now there's one thing I wish more Democratic presidents would do, and that would be toot their horns somewhat better so American can, Americans can know who's working on their behalf. Absolutely. Toot your horn, toot your horn, toot your horn. We are not having enough. Thank you, Deb. Is it Deb Denny that says, Egberto, it's link time? Yep, Deb Denny says it's link time. Folks, please, please, please sign up for Ask Egberto Anything. That's a link, politicsdoneright.com slash askegberto politicsandright.com slash askegberto free link just click on that link sign up and talk to me at 11 central 12 noon 1 uh, 11 central 12 noon what is it 10 mountain 9 pacific let's have a chat uh, come on whether you put your face or not doesn't matter I would love to see your face however but let's get more people involved in the, in the conversation we have a good time when we when, when we get together and do this so please 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 click that ask politicsandright.com slash ask Egberto politicsandright.com slash ask Egberto if you are on YouTube right now click that join button please click that join button become a part of our posse become a part of our posse if you don't see that join button there are many other ways you can join us and help us out politicsandright.com slash YouTube politicsandright.com slash YouTube alternatively go to politicsandright.com slash patron patron is spelled p-a-t-r-e-o-n P-A-T-R-E-O-N, politicsandright.com says Patreon. Our preferred method of supporting the program, of course, is politicsandright.com slash PayPal. Politicsandright.com slash PayPal. PayPal, you know how to spell that. You can either do one time or do it monthly if you want to. It's, it's a great way to keep the progressive message out there and just keep the truth out there and, and, and help people get across or get out of the funk or the indoctrination that we have been forced to be a part of since our inception. Because the truth of the matter is, an indoctrinated America gives us exactly what we have today. And what I'm trying to do, what many of us that are doing this work, this important work are trying to do, is just asking Americans to think. Help. Uh, we we, we kind of crack the door to say, please, listen to what we're saying and verify what we're saying. Don't just take it at face value. Everything I say, I am happy if you will corroborate it, if you'll go research this. And finally, until you get full faith in what I'm saying, go look it up. I really, it doesn't hurt my feelings. By the way, folks, you can also uh, support us by going to our store, politicsandright.com slash store. We've got a lot of new stuff at our store, politicsandright.com slash store. Alternatively, if you want to find out all the different ways that you can support us, politicsandright.com slash support. 
politicsandright.com slash support. And of course, there are all of our books. Check them out. Roberto Willis as host of Politics Done Right, a progressive radio media show on Pacifica Networks, KPFT 90.1 FM Houston, that engages all ideologies. I found that our political angst isn't mostly ideological. There is a well-designed effort by many in power to control us. If we are at each other's throats, we are less likely to demand our economic and local wishes. In that light, I wrote three books. I wrote the first one titled, As I See It, Class Warfare, The Only Resort to Right-Wing Doom to Describe the Entire Economy in a Manner We Can All Understand. It highlights why it was designed to pill for most as it empowers a few, the chosen. The second book, titled, It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors, Take It to the Next Level. After understanding how the system pilfers, it is incumbent that we can speak to our peers to empower a change. The third book, How to Make America Utopia, Take Away the Economy from Those Who Rigged It, gives us a place to land. After learning about our economy that is dysfunctional for most and learning how to engage the other side, we point out what would make an economy that works for all. Each book stands on its own, but together they provide the full picture. Please consider getting one or more. You will undoubtedly learn, be entertained, and help us continue the mission with our blogs, articles, videos, and books. Absolutely so. So please consider doing it. You can get our books right here, politicsandright.com slash books, politicsandright.com slash books. Uh, we also, if you go there, you can also get, you know, we sell it as a set, all that good stuff. So please consider getting the book now, 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 now. Let, let's go ahead and talk about the civil war brewing in the Senate. Uh, remember that, uh, that El Senor Rick Scott came out with an 11-point plan that shows the draconian nature of the conservative movement, so much so that he doesn't really understand how draconian those 11 points really are and the 128 ideas, Okay. So Mitch McConnell realizes that. Oh, Tommy Manning, thank you for being our latest supporter. I am going to go ahead and put that up on the screen now. But let me, let me finish making the context here. Um, so as it turns out, as it turns out, this 11-point plan that he put together, Mitch McConnell doesn't like because he knows most of America hates Republican policies. Mo I repeat, most Americans hate Republican policies. Don't ask me. Check the, check the news. Check the reports. Check the reports. So McConnell knows you need to shut up on that, but Rick Scott has other ideas. All right? So here's what happened recently. Well, you've got to see this one. Watch how Mitch McConnell, in no uncertain terms, ditch Rick Scott, the up-and-coming Republican from Florida, the guy who made his 200 quarter billion dollar fortune by ripping off Medicare. Check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side, because it's quite a sight to see. So I hope all of us do our part to do everything we can to hold Putin accountable and make sure the Ukrainian citizens keep their independence. Senator Rick Scott, he's introduced an agenda that Democrats have seized on, includes tax increases. It's been very controversial. I wonder what your thoughts on this are. Well, Senator Scott is behind me, and he can address the issue of his uh, particular measure. If we're fortunate enough to have the majority next year, I'll be the majority leader. 
I'll decide in consultation with my members what to put on the floor. And let me tell you what would not be a part of our agenda. We will not have as part of our agenda a bill that raises taxes on half of the American people and sunsets Social Security and Medicare within five years. That will not be part of a Republican Senate majority agenda. Mitch McConnell has spoken. Mitch McConnell says, Rick Scott, I don't care about any 11-point plan. I will be the majority leader when we win in 2022, and you will do as I say, and you bring an 11-point plan or try to turn that into something. It will get you nowhere because I am in control. I am Mitch McConnell, and you are just a peon talk and go. Do what you need to do to raise money for the Republican Party, but I'm in control. Don't you forget it. I wonder what will be Rick response to Rick Scott's response to that. Notice how after he spoke, he just walked off. He didn't stick around. McConnell says, you'll have to ask Rick. He's behind me. <laughs> Rick said, ask me. Bye-bye. I said my piece about Ukraine, and I'm gone. You're on your own, Mitch McConnell. I wonder where this is headed. We'll see. Yes, we will see, and it didn't take long for us to see. Tommy Manning, I have you up on the screen. Thank you so kindly for becoming our latest member of the PDR Posse, and you did it in real time. Whenever you do it in real time, I get a chance to cut it out and put it up on the screen. Tommy Manning, thank you so kindly. Anybody wants to join Tommy Manning and become our latest member of the PDR Posse on YouTube? And of course, you can do it on PDR, uh, you can do it on, uh, on, on Patreon, or you can do it on PayPal as well. But anyhow, hey, I'm blurry, I'm blurry. Okay, here we go. Here is an interesting thing, right? It did not take long for El Señor Rick Scott to respond, but in a heavy-duty way. Check this out. I was like, mm, that civil war is going to be interesting. The civil war has begun in the Republican Party. And guys, this is real. I mean, Rick Scott, well, I, I tell you what, let me go ahead and let you hear uh, how it was characterized on MSNBC today, and then we'll get a little bit deeper. Check this out, then we'll take it on the other side. Rick Scott announced his campaign yeah. for Senate uh, Republican leader, apparently. That was the yeah. journal, Betsy. I say this because he decided to write an op-ed defending his decision to, to put out his own 11-point plan and said, yes, everybody should know what it's like to pay taxes, despite McConnell's rebuke. I mean, this seems to be, he's put it down on the floor. It's really, it's really an amazing level of tension within the Senate Republican Conference, which is one of the few uh, remaining usually collegial groups of people on Capitol Hill. The fact that Scott is really taking a shot at McConnell in this op-ed is I imagine just a symbol of, of much more to come. And it points to the fact that McConnell has a real weakness with the Republican base that Scott is positioned to exploit. All right. I hate to put it in these stark terms. If Republicans win the Senate, is Rick Scott majority leader? And if Republicans don't win the Senate, Mitch McConnell's minority leader bill? I think, we're Scott, I think there's more of a chance of Scott deposing McConnell than people think. We're also used to McConnell. I think it is too. We're also this used to McConnell being leader, always got real loyalty. Well, does he have that much loyalty? An awful lot of these senators were elected in the last two, three, four cycles. Scott may look more like an up-and-coming guy, younger and so forth. Scott also has in the back of his mind, obviously, running for president in 2024. So, what are both? 
I think I think Sochi is suddenly a big fan of the NRSC chair. Remember what 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 uh, in an earlier video, El Senor Mitch McConnell said, "I will be the majority leader, and this is what's going to happen." Well, it turns out that Rick Scott may have other ideas. He issued that 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 uh, op-ed that they're talking about said the following. He wrote an op-ed that says, "Why am defying Beltway cowardice?" Well, he claims he's defying Beltway cowardice, right? But he still hasn't come out and talked against all the bad things done by Donald Trump, but somehow he's going to go against Cardis. But he said the following, I have committed heresy in Washington. I've been in the Senate for only three years and I've released an 11-point plan with 128 ideas on what Republicans should do after we win the coming election and take control of the Senate and House. In the real world, beyond the beltway, Republicans and independents demand bold action and a plan to save our nation. They see no point in taking control of Congress if we are simply going to return to business as usual. And by the way, his uh, change means uh, that he's going to increase uh, taxes on at least half of the American people, right? He then says, um, we are losing this country to the militant left has seized control of the federal government, the news media, big tech, you know, the standard regular stuff that they like to talk about. And then he talks about, I've been told there are unwritten rules in Washington about what you can and cannot say. You can't tell the public that Social Security and Medicare are going bankrupt. You can't talk about term limits because while voters want them, nobody in Washington does. You can't talk about balancing the budget or shrinking the debt. Well, what we can talk is how you got rich, Senor Scott. And the fact that you brought up Medicare and you want to cut Medicare for all after you've done all those those sneaky things uh, with Medicare. Oh, we'll see how that goes over. But he ends the op-ed interestingly with the following paragraph. There will be many more attacks on me and this plan for career from careerists in Washington who personally profit while ruining this country. Bring it on. The American people are fed up and they will show that at the ballot box this November. Do you really want to say that? You just open the door for people to see exactly how you used government, Senor Rick Scott, to get rich. You are the one who used government money to get rich. It's amazing the gall of these politicians. You know, when I saw that I was, you know, Rick Scott actually used the word Medicare in his op-ed, right? And I'm like, my God, Rick, you want people to start doing, remembering all the things that you did with Medicare. You were actually committing fraud. I mean, we know the big shots never go to jail. You know, that's why Donald Trump is still walking and that's why even even President Biden's uh, state, not State Department, but um, criminal department, whatever it's called, um, uh, still doesn't want to really come too hard at Senor Trump. Uh, come on. I just find it amazing. I just find it amazing to gall you guys. Carl Scott says, uh, uh, Scott wants to tax the bottom 90% and give welfare to the top 1%. Uh, that's what they do. And let's see, Rick Scott looking to the left. Yes, he is <laughs> looking to the left. <laughs> I like that, Justin Becker. But look, I think 
Republicans are walking around like if the 2022 election is in the bag for them, right? They are going to win the 2022 election, both the House and the Senate, and they are sure of it. The gerrymandering didn't turn out as they expected. They thought the gerrymandering would have been a lot more effective than it turned out. They forgot people move. They forgot a lot of things when they gerrymandered. So, I mean, it's still, the gerrymander is still in their favor. Don't get me wrong. But it is not nearly as bad. It's not nearly as scary as Democrats want to be. So if Democrats want to win, have something to offer the American people. You know that all those women that want to go back to work? Give them a landing space. Give them those options that are going to give them the opportunity to work. Let's make it Possible. I'm looking at some tank. Where is this? USMS, there are some tanks in the streets somewhere. I guess Russia has some tanks in the streets somewhere. You know, I mean, I am looking at this, this terrorist terrorism by Russia. <laughs> it's funny, right? I, I wanted to, This boggles my mind as, as I started to see the Nigerian complain about U- U- Ukrainian racism, right? Putin is putting out the message out there that he is anti, he is he's wanting to solve nat, the nazism or something and he wants to tear away at nazism in uh in ukraine good we know that that is you know come on now uh, the the president of ukraine is jewish so it's not nazism that you got to get rid of but you would think that the leaders in ukraine would do everything to make it look like they're a true democracy and that everybody has equal access to their government. And to think that Nigerians and other people of color, Asians, I understand as well, have been told to go to the back of the line. Does little for others to say, you know what, let's just put ourselves on the line for these people because they are just good people too. You know, put yourself on the line for a, a society that's going to be down in on other societies. I don't know. You know, I'm still saying, you know, yeah, uh, Russia is a criminal. It's a criminal, fascist, terrorist state invading a sovereign state. But, you know, after seeing the behavior of the Ukraine, a lot of people in the Ukraine and and, and the racism they themselves are showing, wish them the best. But we as Americans who have our own problems, uh, we just need to do enough to prevent a World War III. But to say we need to really go out of the way for a people that, you know, I mean, and especially after the way we hear the news media carry it down, you know, I would do that for any American when they're down. Okay, let's see what else. The Republican, let's see, the Republican clowns still have so many voter nullification bills to help them destroy our democracy. It is strong here in Texas, even affected me. Tom C. says, U.S. gets about 3% of its oil from Russia. Why can't Americans get back on excess gas usage temporarily? So we shut off, we could. Again, we don't want, here's the problem. We have to learn, we like to speech, I mean, especially conservatives, because they're the ones who cause most of the problems with, with the way we deal with things, right? They like to talk about personal responsibility. They couldn't be personally responsible to wear a mask to prevent themselves from infecting others. 
They couldn't be personally responsible for taking a, 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 a vaccine to prevent this thing from spreading exponentially like it did in the United States. They can't do any of... They can't be personally responsible for saying an 18-year-old kid's mind is still maturing, so giving them a gun without a license or without needing any help whatsoever wouldn't, uh, uh, is, is not the right thing to do. And as we see in Houston now, these same folks now are popping caps as they drive and get pissed off in their cars. They couldn't see what personal responsibility meant. But what can I expect? Daniel Ledo says, anyone who has spent any time in Eastern Europe understands the Slavic racist mind. Oh, I understand it quite well. I am just saying you would think they'd learn how to be smart and cover it, especially since they're under attack. And some of the people that they want to defend them come from the United States of America, which is a multicultural society. It's that simple. It's not, that's not complicated at all, sir. All right, what else we got here? Hi, Coop says, you must... Choose to unite, Carl. We cannot force you to do things. There you go. Michael Renner said, Berto, ask any conservative about personal responsibility for the January 6th insurrectionists. Uh, I rest my case, Mr. Mr. Rudnan. I rest my case. All right, folks, please remember we are at the almost the end of the program. I hope you enjoyed all the things that we had to bring to you today. E2247 says, GOP loads up on vanity candidates then splits its own ticket so badly the only a 45 cultist can possibly win. Uh, ABQ is leaving us. I thought you were leaving earlier, ABQ, but thank you for sticking around. Love you guys. Keep doing what you do. Carl Foster says, you guys know nothing about the history of the Ukraine and the CCC, uh, and the U Soviet Union. Yes, I do. I actually read up on it. I read up on the whole history of the Ukraine and understood that the Ukraine have been in several different hands, etc., etc., etc. I did my homework. I did my homework. I'm not an expert on Ukraine, but I know enough to be dangerous. Tom C says, see you tomorrow, Egberto. I'll see you at... Let's, let's, let's put that link in there again. Folks, please sign up. I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you in person. Go to politicsdoneright.com politicsdoneright.com slash askegberto politicsdoneright.com slash askegberto Do you know anything... Uh, Haikoop says, do you know anything about Native American genocide Carl I mean ask about the black the black hills that was Indian land until it wasn't because they found gold and the Americans decided to go against the treaty I mean there's, we have history man we have history and folks you can support, find a way to support us please uh, consider going to our store politicsandright.com slash store politicsandright.com slash store please consider uh, becoming a PayPal supporter politicsandright.com slash paypal politicsandright.com slash paypal that is how we get to do what we're doing here it's a lot of work 16 hours a day i promise you though that i always bring you the truth i always bring you information that makes a difference and likewise if you want to find all the different ways to uh, first of all get our books at politicsandright.com slash books and if you find all the different ways to support us it's you can find it at politicsdoneright.com slash support politicsdoneright.com slash support. Look, I know you could be anywhere, but you're here with me. Thank you so kindly. I could not do this without you. Tommy, Tommy Manning, thank you so kindly for being the latest member of the PDR Posse on YouTube. It's very much appreciated. We need hundreds more of Tommies to come on in with us. Thank you so kindly. My name is Egberto Willies. This is Politics Done Right, and you guys know how I end this, baby. I am what? Oh!
we spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.